0: Hello everybody, I really, oh he didn't swear, it's uh, Scott Johnson, this is Diary of a Cartoonist, I'm in the car with my children, and my wife listening to, what are we listening to? Little Lion Man. Little Lion Man from, who is it? Mumford and Sons. I'm just testing, I know who it is. Mumford and Sons, of course I know. This is the edited for radio version that doesn't have the big old fat F-bomb in it, right? Right. Where are we going? My sisters. So we're going to Kim's sister's house for birthdays and uh for your birthday. What? My birthday? How old will I be? Don't say, never mind. <laughs> uh are you guys excited? Yes. Yeah. So excited. Oh my gosh, you nerds. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just my birth what? You can say something? No. It's also Jeez, Mumford is loud tonight, and his sons. Um, so who's, who else is turning old? Or who else is having a birthday? Oscar. Oh, little Oscar. So we're celebrating an old fart's birthday and a little five-year-old's birthday. Our little fart birthday. Did he just... <laughs> he has a little fart, isn't he? I think he's turning six. He's turning... Yes. S- no, he's turning five. Five. Really? Six. I think he's turning six, yeah. Yes, you're right. He's going, to, he's going to first grade this year. Yeah, he's going to first grade. So that'll be fun. Maybe I'll record some while I'm there. So uh, check back in with us later, won't you? Say bye, everyone. Bye. 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 So uh, it's Saturday, is it? No, I'm sorry, Friday, on July 20th. And there's a lot of... Uh, the internet is full of chatter this morning about last night's... Um, otherwise stellar premiere for the Batman movie marred by that stupid shooting senseless heartbreaking horrible shooting in uh, Colorado and I'm learning something about Twitter as a result um, so the first I'd heard about it was this morning I got up and um, was kind of going about my business kind of I'm not really in you know a, a bit of a news block from the night before don't really wake up to the news or anything like that. Those days are behind me. Don't really care much for it. Um, so I kind of avoid it. So I usually get it from the web. And so the first place I got it was on Twitter. And I saw all these reports from various uh, official outlets who use Twitter as well as friends and people I follow about <clears throat> this horrible shooting in Colorado, Aurora, Colorado. And uh, my first thought was, oh, crap. I know Brian Ibbitt, uh my co-host on TMS and good friend was going to see the movie last night and I wanted to make sure or maybe it was tonight he was going I don't think he was doing the midnight thing but either way I kind of in my head thought oh shoot was it tonight or was it last night he was going and if he did where was he because I know he's not that far from Aurora and so the first thing I did was text him and he said no I'm I'm fine it's clear across town I'm nowhere near there um and we talked about it and you know it's a pretty hideous thing no matter who you are what you think but Twitter has this way of because people are limited to 140 characters and because an issue like this is so emotional and so explosive, people just go crazy <laughs> um, you know, on both sides of the issue of gun control and on this, the issues of whether or not this means, you know, America sucks because we have all this gun violence. But then you go, well, wait, what? what about... Norway a year ago. What about you know? People are starting to play sides. Like, oh, what about Norway? That was horrible. And what? And somebody else brought up the big the theater shooting in uh, what was it? Moscow? Moscow theater thing that happened like a uh, few years ago now. Probably more than that. I forget. Um, and then you know, people are reminded of the the Columbine shootings, which happened in Colorado again uh, back in '95. Was it? And a lot of hyperbole and 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 sort of defensiveness and just all this weirdness surrounding a situation that really should just be about the people who were killed and uh you know I don't understand why the why the topic of guns always has to be you know one side saying guns don't kill people people kill people and on the other side say guns being available at all contributes to the Death of millions and and nobody's really willing to look at the middle argument, which I would make, which is, um, I don't know that gun control should be so much about how hard or easy it might be for normal law-abiding citizens who want to acquire guns for hunting or for sport or even for self-defense. It should be more about how how hard are we making it for unstable. Uh, screwed up in the head, freak nuts to get guns. And maybe the trick is trying to figure out what the difference is. Uh, That sounds wrong. I don't mean it the way it sounds. What I mean is, how do you know? Like, how do I know Jim Job, Joe Bim Bam, who comes into a freaking Walmart and says, I want that shotgun? How is he any different in the eyes of... And look, I'm coming from a place that completely talks out of my butt on this subject because I don't actually know That much about how guns can be acquired, what you have to do, sort of ID you have to produce, uh, how it differs state to state. I don't understand how any of that works. So please keep that in mind because I'm about to say things that may be obvious to some, and maybe I'm just naive. Um, but how does how does whoever it is get handing a gun over to somebody else who's purchased it with money uh, and produced the proper papers or whatever? How how do they know the difference? They can't know the difference, and even if they do know the difference. Let's say it does come down to, you know, Jim Jones. There, Jim Jones—a terrible name. Hold on. Let's think of a better name, shall we? How about uh, Larry uh, Von Petermort, who works at Walmart? He's in the gun department. Even if he did have a funny feeling about some guy who came in, thought mm, didn't like the look in his eye, maybe he's a little crazy. You know, forget about the fact that he probably isn't qualified to even make those determinations. But well, let's say he just had a gut feeling about it. What can he even do? Nothing. He can't do anything. I mean, he can sell a guy the guns and then maybe, I guess he could call the police and say, Hey, I'm I'm just concerned. Here's the license number I gave out. You guys may want to, but can you even do that? Can we do that sort of stuff and still remain a free society? I don't know. I don't know if you can or not, but it really got me thinking. And, uh, I, I I just wish society at large and the media generally would take these opportunities to be less conjecture based and more of a po- more of a chance to discuss it. Um, I don't know to discuss it in a way that isn't filled with partisan politics. I know what I'm asking for is probably not going to happen, but I have a utopian ideal for what how I think this stuff should go. So these kinds of things they come up, and we're a re- a re- human beings are reactionary by nature. We 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 don't really prepare that well for when something bad happens. So when it does, we freak out, and before you know it, we've got, you know, we've over TSA'd airlines due to nine eleven. We've overcompensated in certain areas when fighting terrorism, um, not because we thought the long haul smart thing to do would be to shore ourselves up and do these things to protect ourselves from terrorism. We did them as a result of a horrible attack that that we then reacted to. And I I don't think this is, this isn't an American thing or a European thing or a Western thing or an Eastern thing or anything. It's just the way people are. We tend to be reactionary. We don't think about needing to get new sprinkler pipes until one of them breaks and floods our basement. Right? We don't think about, uh getting new roof tiles until we have a leak and suddenly part of the roof caves in. Now, sometimes we do. And thank goodness we do sometimes, and some people do, but I'm saying on the averages on the whole, we react. We don't proact. Um, generally. And yes, culturally you can improve that. All those things are true. I'm just speaking in generalizations here, which I normally don't, don't like to do, but would you get my point? So I wish that if we're going to be reactionary anyway, instead of going, see, it's the guns. The NRA's out to kill us. You know, instead of just getting all crazy on that side and on the other side saying, you know, digging in and talking about how eh, crazy people. What are you going to do? You're not going to take my right away. And just walling ourselves off from these points of view. I would really much rather somebody figure out a way. I guess it just takes people listening, but just figure out a way to have a conversation about it. Like, just genuinely have a conversation about it. And also look at it without all the hyperbole and without all the sort of the right here and now emotion of it. Because I guess, I'm guessing if you took all of the movie theaters in this country alone, and there's got to be what? At least, geez, I I don't know. At least what, 100,000 theaters or 50,000? I don't know how many there would be, but... And that's just theaters. Let's talk about screens. So let's say there's 150,000 screens. I don't even. I'm pulling this number out of my butt. But let's say that that's something close to that. Well, how many? You know, how many times has anybody been shot in a theater in the last? I don't know how long. Well, we could probably find some other examples. Some we don't remember. Some we haven't heard of before. And add them all up. And the averages are probably ridiculous. Your chances of being attacked or shot or, or whatever in a movie theater are, are significantly lower than you would ever imagine. Um, but as usual, it only takes one guy to kind of spoil the everything and paranoia sets in, uh, irrational fear sets in, you know, today I'm going to see the movie this Saturday or late this evening or later this evening, early afternoon, early evening, uh, to see Batman. And I'm going to watch it and enjoy it. despite this loser and the horrible thing he did, I refuse to attach as much as the media would like me to do it with their headlines. I'm not going to attach Batman Dark Knight Rises to this event. I will not let it tarnish it for me. Um, And it wouldn't matter if it was, I don't care, uh, babe, pig in the city. It's not fair to, uh, uh, to do that, you know. People work hard. People also go and looking for entertainment or trying to relax and have a good time. Their time should not be ruined by this guy. This guy should get zero more airtime. We're done with him. I don't know what we do with him, but it shouldn't be propping him up like some kind of instant celebrity, you know, with overnight, you know, overnight successfully making himself notorious. He got what he wanted, you guys. We should not let him do it more by 24-hour news networks doing nothing but talking about this guy for the next... 10 days. Now, again, I say that knowing in my guts that it's how it always is, and this is just the way we do things. Uh, as unfortunate as that may be, that is just the way we do it. We did it with Lee Harvey Oswald, and we'll do it again with a million other people down the road. Um, And we can choose to ignore it. So I choose to ignore that guy. And, I, you know, some of you could do the same if you so choose. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm just telling you what I want to do really rather focus on the people whose lives were lost and I would rather focus on real dialogue about what does that what do these things mean but my whole point was Twitter has this way of not letting you have a proper conversation about it and it's I'm kind of glad that I started this show up again because here's my here's where I get to do it right and while this show is always more for me than you, it's uh, clearly there. Some of you will listen and and probably have some thoughts about this, and I'm, those are always welcome. Welcome, by the way. Um, it'll probably come up on TMS next week. Um, we don't have a show till Wednesday because Brian's out of town. But when it does, well, certainly this will be a thing to talk about. And um, actually, it's all I'm arguing for is some conversations and not sudden irrational freakouts of shutting everything down and and implementing implementing measures that haven't been discussed by people or, or haven't been thoroughly thought out or, or whatever. So the Twitter thing helps illustrate my whole overall point, which is we have just lost our sense of patience. And we have this inability to, it's like act now before the news window closes. And that news window is smaller and smaller every freaking day. We live in a time where, you know, I, I fully expect by tomorrow, this will be much less of a topic. And 10 years ago, this would have drug on for four or five days. And maybe in some ways that's good because we get, this, I'm not, I don't know if this is true or not, but maybe we get past it quicker or maybe we don't. Maybe we suppress it. I, I don't know. But I feel like we've lost some of that. And this is me. This is coming from me who, you know, I'm impatient as crap. I can't stand, I can barely stand sending an email longer than a short paragraph. I want to pull my hair out because that's just not fast enough, you know? I think we all probably have had, or, you know, we've all, we're all in this a little bit uh, together. We're part of this, this, this cycle we're in now where everything's so instantaneous and so quick and so immediate. And, and, you know, I can, I can talk to a friend in, in France in real time anytime I want regardless of time zone or distance or anything. And that changes the way everything works. It really changes the way the world is. And um, the news cycle surrounding this stupid tragedy and this hideous thing this guy did will be shorter, probably to our detriment. We're probably going to forget about what we need to remember about it and focus too much on the things that are goofy, like, did he play video games? Tune in at 11 to find out. What violent video games drove him mad and did this horrible deed for him? Next on Eyewitness News, right? I'm bracing for that. And I'm biased in that department. Obviously, anytime anyone says that, I get all worked up and pissed. People who don't play video games at all probably go, oh, that's interesting. Video games, yeah, violent. Mm." But because we know better, that, that riles us up. I try to get in the head of people who get riled up about other issues that I don't fully understand. But this is an easy one. Um, and it flies in the face of real statistics. Studies that state that, you know, uh, juvenile violence is down by incredible rates and the, and the rate of drop is, coincides with the rate of growth of video games. Like you look at the two charts and they're just equal, equ- equidistant. You got crime, you know, adolescent crime going down at the same rate that video game adoption is going up. I'm not saying there's an exact correlation there, but it seems pretty interesting to me. That isn't to say, hey, what's the cure for violence? Video games that are violent, (laughs) you know. But who's, see, here's the hard thing. Who's going to go see Batman today, which is really the premiere day, today and tomorrow and this weekend, and not think of this? Well, just about everybody will. Now, at least in the States. I also am not so blind to the idea that if this was something that happened, let's say in, I don't know, let's say it happened in Italy, okay, Florence, let's say, and there's an opening of Batman in Florence, and there was a shooting at the theater, 14 people died, it was a horrible massacre, and it was awful. Would that change, or would that, the fact that it wasn't happening here, would that have the same impact on how people would feel about the movie, about its association, about connecting the two and all that, would it? I don't think it would. I think we'd go, well, that's the thing that happened over there. For good or for bad, that's, that's how a lot of people would think. And I think that's what they do over there. Something weird happens here. People in Europe go, eh, it happened over there. So when it happens in, quote, unquote, your backyard, when it happens one state over from me, you know, it freaks me out. It freaks everybody out. And they're lying if they say they don't. And even those going, I'm not letting this affect me at all. Going to go about my days if it never happened. They're lying. That's just their way of dealing with it. At least I think they are, all right? I don't want to accuse anybody of something they're not. But most of the time, people say stuff like that. They're like, it's like rage quitters on a forum. I'm done with this forum. I'm never coming back here. This is the worst place to ever see you. And then you're you're telling me that 99% of the time, they don't hang around to see what replies they got from their little flame out. Of course they do. So I've seen them do it. (laughs) I have proof of this in my own forum logs. From years ago, it's not so bad these days. But anyway, that's what's on my mind. Just thinking about that, because how can you not? It's rough stuff, man. It's really rough, and it's going to be interesting trying to explain. You know, I remember when I was a kid and bad things would happen, and I didn't associate them with li- with real life. Honestly, it wasn't nine eleven. It wasn't until nine eleven that I actually started. See, I was only thirty one. Um, that was when I started to, maybe I was only 30. Well, anyway, that's when I started to see life as slightly different. I got a different view of things. Things became a lot more real and less like stuff that just happens to other people. I think I was a little, uh, a little naive that way. I grew up, grew up in a great family, never really had any major issues. Kind of was starting my own family then and having a great time, had little kids, perfect wife, you know, just didn't seem like anything could go wrong. And then something like that happens and it feels like it's right on your soil. And then suddenly you're like, oh, terrible things can happen to people. And it suddenly all became kind of real to me. And I've never really quite been the same since. That's always just kind of stuck there in the back of my head. And I think kids are just that way, you know, and I, it's embarrassing to say, but I was kind of a kid right up till I was in my late twenties, probably. But but like my kids, I'll explain this to them today. We'll talk about it, I'm sure. It'll come up. And I was freaked out because last night, Taylor, my oldest, was at a midnight premiere, dressed like Catwoman with her boyfriend who was dressed like Batman. And they went to the movie and they were having fun and all that. And they didn't get home till like four in the morning because, you know, it's a three and a half hour movie. Or 3.30, something like that. And, um, you know, when I heard about this news, even though she was home and in her bed, I, it was still a little bit of father went, blah, blah, ah, ah, you know, because you're kid, you're putting your kids out there in this stuff, but it'll come up and we'll talk about it. And I think that it won't be that big of a deal to them. Like Kennedy's, Kennedy's assassination had no impact on me when people would tell me about it or explain it to me. It seemed like a billion years ago, even though it only predated my birth by what, eight years or something. So, it just didn't mean anything to me. World War II means everything to veterans of that war, people who were around during that time, and survivors of the Holocaust. But it meant pretty much nothing to me. We're a generation removed from that from that conflict. So it's no different for them. They'll, they'll hear about this, and it won't have any more impact on them than, say, something like, I don't know, Columbine. I don't think 9-11 has the impact on them that it has on the rest of us. If you were there that morning, it makes a huge difference. I feel like this is totally obvious. But I still find it kind of, it's a part of human nature I find weirdly fascinating. It's its like it's almost impossible for us to relate to a situation or story unless we see it firsthand, and otherwise we forget, we dip back into old behaviors, and before you know it, we we have another incident like that or we have another terrible thing happen, and we're not pre- prepared for it, and it seems like the worst thing possible. And we're also such suckers for the immediate. You know, you always hear that people talk about how, More people die every day on American highways and just pure accidents than died that, you know, died that one incident in New York on 9-11. Less people died than do every day on on the freeways. And you would hear that kind of thing and you go, well, A, that doesn't really lessen the the value of the lives that were lost that day. If anything, it makes it worse because there wasn't even they were robbed of even the chance of having an accident be the reason they died early. You know what I mean? That makes any sense. So I know it's different. I realize that it's different. But but when you start to think of it in these terms, you start to get a little bit of perspective. And that's hard to teach your kids. I find it difficult to teach them these things. I'm sure every parent does. And my kids are like, no, Dad, I get it. I totally get it. And they do. But I know I didn't really. I mean, I got that President Kennedy getting shot was a big deal. But I didn't really get it. I didn't understand the shock that the nation went through at the time. You know? I didn't appreciate it. So I don't know what my ultimate point is other than if anyone in Aurora or Colorado is listening, I hope you guys are safe, that you weren't involved, that friends of yours are are safe. Uh, for those who were hurt or lost their lives, this is hideous. It's hideous. It's not fair. Um I just hope the reaction is appropriate to the loss. That's what that's I guess what I I guess that is my point. Can our can can we please react in a way that is that is equal to the loss? And can it be can it be done by level headed um smart people who think about all think about all the possibilities and the nuances of a situation and not try to make them black and white and simple. Because it isn't. It's not simple. It may never it may not even be possible, but 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 may they act in a way that that is appropriate. You know what I mean? I hope this makes sense. Uh, if you'd like to send feedback to the the, the diary of the cartoonist, uh, you can send us uh, emails. Myextralife at gmail.com. That's life at gmail.com. I was going to read some of the emails we got last week, by the way, overwhelming support and um, response for the show coming back. So I'm really glad to hear that. Uh, too many emails to mention too many people. I didn't expect that. I'm a little bit blown away. So the mandate is clear. Uh, we'll keep doing it as long as you keep listening and, uh, keep your eyes on the prize. Frogpants.com uh, is a place to find this and all other shows that we're producing right now. And, um, maybe I'll make it, maybe I'll give Diary of a Cartoonist a more permanent home there at some point right now. That's just part of the blog notes on, on the comic site, on, on the extra life comic site. But, um, for those of you subscribing, it probably doesn't matter to you because you get it either way. Anyway, um i'll let you know what i think of batman next time we have a little uh, episode and i hope you guys are having a good week talk to you later bye